Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and Lions. We're here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. This show, we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you. I guarantee it. Got a fun show for you today. I, I, I got to do this show out of respect for the one and only, my man. He, he used to do the show with me. He's got crazy projects and time and... Couldn't couldn't continue doing the show, unfortunately. But this this show's gonna have to go out to the one and only Mr. Benny Blades. I know he's out there somewhere in South Florida working hard, uh, taking care of business, going to the pay window. But uh, today I'm I'm gonna talk about Lions leadership. I, w- I want to talk about who the leaders are on the Detroit Lions, who might be future leaders. What does it mean to be a leader on a football team? What kind of characteristics do you have to have? What do things do do players follow? get into all that and kind of give you guys some names and things that I think about. Now, did I play on the gridiron? No, I was a basketball hockey guy. Did I, did I play in the National Football League? No, but could I still throw it up over the top, Mr. Blades, at, at his current age? I think I could. <clears throat> I'll have to I have to talk to Benny Blades. I, I know he can't do the show. I know we, you know, we we're, we're had a lot of fun on the show, but we just couldn't continue doing it. Excuse me, but I ought to see if like if something big happens with the Lions or once we actually get playing football with full stadiums here this year, I ought to see if like a couple times a year I could have him on because I really did like his football, you know, input and it was just fun going back and forth with him on the show. But this is a show I definitely would have liked to talk to him about because I feel like Benny Blades back when he played was all about leadership. He was a no-nonsense guy. He was a guy that everybody followed based on how he played on the field, what he said in the huddles, in the locker rooms, and just the way he carried himself. You know what I mean? He's a definitely a leader even now. Like when I would talk to him off offline before we do or after shows, he would tell me about all the incredible stuff he's doing in the community. And, you know, gosh, he would just talk about these dreams and these big, big high-end projects he's got going on. I was just thinking, man, this guy's a – He's an he's an alpha. He's the ultimate leader, and and uh, I think the Lions have some of those. But do they have enough? You know, heading into this 2021 season, and where do you find them? You know, where do they get more leaders? Where do they get people that are gonna take this team to the next level? We'll uh, talk all about it here on the show. But before we get into it, we got to get our great sponsor, BetOnline.ag, in here. Everybody, if you're looking for some playoff hoops, or you got some golf tournament, you want to put a little bit of that cheddar on, or you want a little extra motivation to, to watch some sports here while we're waiting for football, go check out betonline.ag. We'll take a quick break, get their sponsorship in here. We really appreciate them sponsoring the show. And after that, we're coming back talking all things Lions, all things leadership here on Believe in Lions. Everybody, we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
What's going on, Believe in Lions listeners? Now, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head on over to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Go check out betonline.ag. Hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform if it's the first time that you're checking out Believe in Lions. And if it is, where you been? What's What have you been up to? I mean, if you love the Lions, you love hearing football talk. I mean, you come here Thursday mornings. I always got a show for you. I'm always consistent. I'm always bringing content. Again, I, I didn't even mention it off the top. I'm your host, Derek Oakry. You can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Like I say, share this with a friend. Um, make sure you subscribe because... It may be the off season, but we're getting into OTAs, mini camps. Next thing you know, training camp will be around the corner. Lions will be playing preseason games. And then it's time to get back to real life and real NFL football, which is full stadiums. The Lions actually have a legit coaching staff. They've flipped over this roster. They've got some interesting players to talk about. We're talking all about that all year long here on Believe in Lions. I really appreciate the Believe Podcast Network. I love doing this show. Who knows if we're going to have another co-host, maybe a former player. Maybe I'll bring some guests on in the upcoming weeks. Life is crazy. I like just sort of hitting the mic and talking football. I try to entertain you guys. I play a couple sound bits every now and again. But for the most part... We jump on here. We talk straight football here on Believe in Lines. So let's get into it. Let's talk about leadership. And again, this is going to be a topic that I enjoy partly because, to be straight up honest with you, like when I played sports, I mean, I wasn't trying to be one of the team captains, to be honest. Like at certain times in my life, I mean, I had natural talent at certain things or there's certain things in my life that I'm good at, but am I always trying to be the the VP of the department? Am I trying to be the guy that everybody comes to for guidance? You know, am I the, uh, you know, when everything else fails, you know, Derek's going to lead the charge and, and, and everybody's going to stand behind me and follow? No, that's, that's not really who I am personally. I mean, uh, but like I said, not everybody in life, like when you think about leadership, the reason it's called leadership is because... If you think about a a line, you know, somebody's leading a line of people, there can only be one person at the front of the line. Everybody has to be behind those and and following what that person says to to make it, you know, a quality line or quality company or quality football team or whatever it may be. So you're really not looking for 100 leaders. You're not looking for 50 leaders. You're looking for a couple people at the front that are going to get everybody else doing what they need to do. And like you say, not everybody's built. There's plenty of people on this Lions football team, some that I'll get into, that they might be great at football. They might be great people. They might be fun. They might be this. But they're not They're not leaders, in my opinion. They're not guys that I want, um, you know, in those intense you know, player coach meetings. They're not people that I want um, giving out the orders on game day. They're not hyping up the person in the middle of the huddle. That's fine. 
because the only way that you have great leaders is if you have great people too that will listen and follow and there's nothing wrong with that either so if you're a person out there listening who's not a dynamic personality or you like to sort of be involved but not be a decision maker or not be the guy at the front of the line great we'll be great at the other part which is listening taking you know what others you know the guidance that they give you being an integral part of the team doing your job well all those things so like when i was thinking about like what let's just start at the top like you know i think i don't want to give too much credit to sheila ford hamp because you know i think there's some legitimacy in the whole like you know the ford the fords to me aren't a very dynamic you know ownership group by any means you know there's been tons of losing here in detroit been way too patient with certain people you know nice family business you know the ford you know is a tremendous thing here in the state of michigan the ford corporation or whatever but as far as owning the football team let's just be straight up honest it's done a horrible job up to this point now Sheila Ford Hamp, I'm going to give her benefit of the doubt because even if she was involved the last few years with her mother or whatever, like I have seen some things I like, the people she's brought in, the sense of quiet but kind of this driven personality that it seems like she has, a sense of everyone's seen the photo of her their head buried in her hands absolutely embarrassed as we all were by matt patricia and company when not only were they losing they were just doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result and also it's embarrassing the city the state of michigan the city of detroit by just like putting on the worst defense the most lackluster effort the same empty answers the same you know just jerks uh, personality that everybody saw every once in a while you'd see him go on a tv show and try to crack a few jokes but it's like yeah she had to be embarrassed so the fact that she changed and she got some peaceful people that are relatable to people they seem like good leaders they seem like they're adaptable they are guys that love and eat, sleep, and breathe football. It's it's just a better vibe all the way around. Now, they still have to win football games. So my thing is, like, if Sheila Ford-Hamp comes in here and brings these guys in and it doesn't work off the bat and then they still can't get it together and she hangs on, and it'd be the same old, same old. But I'm thinking based on what she's done so far that she's made some pretty good decisions and it is going to take a little bit of time. I mean, as optimistic as I am, as much as I BLEAV in the Lions, I gave you my top 10 reasons here in the offseason why I believe in the Lions. Like, yeah, I also believe it's not going to happen overnight. Like, it's not going to be a flip of a switch. Now, could they outperform this this year where everyone's counting them out and saying they're going to be terrible? As Charles Barkley would say, yeah, I could see them doing that. But could I see them making deep playoff runs here in year one or year two? I mean, that would be unlikely in my opinion. But Sheila Ford-Hamp, if, if they play pretty good this year and they build on it and she's involved but not meddling and – personable to the community and actually speaks to the media every blue moon and holds people accountable like great so i'm not putting her in my like leadership group here that i'm going to talk about today but i have liked what i've seen so far and i'm hoping it's different than before because even when martha ford fired a bunch of people after a year or so it seemed like same old same old losing not wanting to make change not speaking out just you know just riding out in the background while the city is just craving a winning football team so 
let's go ahead and talk about where I do think there's a lot of leadership, and that's the coaching staff. I mean, you guys have heard this show. You know that I try to fit it in every show when possible. And it basically starts with this guy. We're going to bite a kneecap off. We're going to smile at you. We're going to take your other kneecap. We're going to smile at you. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. We're going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. I should have introduced him, but you guys know who that soundbite is. That's Dan freaking Campbell. And that was his first introductory presser, laying it down. And people might joke about it. People might act like he's being goofy or off the wall. That's a straight-up football guy right there, man. That's a guy that wants to be no-nonsense. He has been around smart coaches like Sean Payton. This guy had some success in his short run with Miami. He played the game, which goes a long way with the players. Like Dan freaking Campbell, I think, is going to be a legend in this town if he can put some Ws together. And he's not putting it all on himself. He brought in... Great assistance. Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, I think has, I saw him on hard knocks right away. I was like, I like this guy's leadership. The way he talked to the players, the way he was no nonsense. He had a cool mentality about him as well. And he has kind of a track record in the league of being a, a, you know, he never had ultimate success with the Chargers, but his teams were always in in the middle of the hunt there as well as, he, he was always really respected. Now he's here as the OC, so I like that. Defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. I mean, this guy's got a ton of energy, ten, ton of swagger. He's the type of him and Dan Campbell, as well as the next guy I'm going to talk about, Deuce Staley, are at the front of the line for me when you're talking about leaders when it comes to this coaching staff. I mean, dynamic personalities, in-your-face guys, guys that are going to hold you accountable but also are going to be able to relate to these players. They're not going to just tell you it's my way or the highway and that's going to go a long way and and like I said I'm going to get into some of the characteristics but those guys have a lot of what you look for when it comes to being a, a leader now do you still have to do X's and O's do you still have to outthink these other teams that are all ultra competitive everybody has good players everybody has good rosters absolutely but I think it starts with those three right there Dan freaking Campbell AG Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley I also like the swagger from Randall L. And, gosh, I'm trying to think who else I'm probably forgetting, you know. The the other guys, even like Hank Fraley, who's the offensive line, he's much more of a guy that, yeah, he's a good football coach, but I, I don't see him as a leader personality. I see him more as just a, a good coach, a good guy, but not a guy that's going to be at the front of the line barking and, and hollering orders and expecting, you know, the – what the Lions need, which is dynamic people at the front of the line, like getting them doing what we need to, as well as believing in themselves. B-L-E-A-V and E... B-L-E-A-V-I-N-G in themselves. We all know that's not how you spell believe, but on this show, we spell it B-L-E-A-V. Um, so, I... <laughs> I think it starts with them. It starts with this coaching staff. I'm really excited about him. I even heard recently that Mark Brunel, who I don't know if he's ever even been like quarterback's coach, like somebody reported that he's running all over the football field and really into it with his players. So I just think that's going to go a long way. It shows a lot of leadership, a lot of energy, and uh, something that players can follow, which I think is an important part of, of leadership as well. Let's go to the general manager. I, I do think Brad Holmes is a, a really quality leader. I know when I first heard him, his first introductory presser, I wasn't as impressed. But as I've listened to him more and seen more of him, 
here's the thing with Brad Holmes. He comes across really down to earth and genuine to me. Even in like a lot of his stuff, he's wearing like a lion's hoodie. But when you hear him talk, he just feels like he just loves that college side of scouting. He knows what he's doing. He's very convicted in certain things as well as willing to listen to other people that he's brought in. I mean, again, he didn't just bring himself in kind of like Bob Quinn and then a bunch of lackeys. He brought in um, John Dorsey, who's been a GM and is very opinionated and very, you know, rough around the edges in some ways. He's he's brought in Ray Agnew, who was his guy out in L.A., and they seem to work very well together, as well as there was one little clip where Brad Holmes was trying to talk to Ray Agnew. was like, Ray, you going to let this guy just die on the vine, man? And Ray, Ray Agnew was just like, man, I'm done with him, man. I'm done with this player. And Brad Holmes was joking with him, but you could tell that he was taking in his opinion, going like, like Ray really doesn't like this guy. Like he's He doesn't see it in him, and I think he takes that and – takes it at face value and I think that's a good thing so I really think Brad Holmes is humble he's driven he's very smart very tactful and there's just something about him where I think he's going to be able to bring in free agents he's going to be able to get people to buy into what the Lions are doing based on a sense of swagger and just a no-nonsense football mentality. Like, you're not going to have to run down the players and fine everyone and be some dictator when it comes to contracts, but you're going to get people to play for you and you're going to get people to come to the city and, and, and see the potential as well as this is this guy's first time as a GM. He wants to do well, and I think he's got all the qualities you look for, even like the way he's built. He's a big guy. He kind of just has a presence about him, is the way I'd put it. But also like a guy that I feel like, even though he doesn't know me, I feel like if I met Brad Holmes somewhere, we went out and grabbed a bite and just talked football, that he'd be super cool about it. He wouldn't have his nose stuck up in the air. He wouldn't be sitting there like, oh, I know everything. And you know, he would just be a guy that, hey, let's let's wrap up the game. Like, what do you think about our draft class? Or where are you at with players? And you could ask him like advice on how he came up in scouting or what he looks for, and and really be interested in his responses rather than some of these NFL guys where it's just like smartest guy in the room, you know, uh, how dare you question any move I make type of thing. I mean, I don't see Brad. Holmes that way at all so when you got the the top few head coaches and you got the GM that are showing leadership in a whole bunch of different ways I think you're at a good spot so before I get to the players these were a couple of the things that I wrote down when you're thinking about players or thinking about these overall leadership type people things that matter in my opinion and and, you know you people have heard me on this show and my other podcast um, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast which I've been doing for a couple years where we serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid for the fans a couple times a week people have heard me say like you know I'm tired of the Lions trying to get a bunch of Boy Scouts in here like I need some guys rough around the edges and I need guys that can just make plays but when I say that I just say it in the way because I feel like we've went too far to the one side of like getting a bunch of nice guys but they don't produce they don't you don't take any flyers on guys in like the fourth third fourth round of the draft that had character concerns and then they end up being totally clean in the nfl and it helps your football team so you know i i put character down here as my first thing when it comes to leadership you know you can have big loud mouth that thinks they're the leader you can think somebody that's real productive you know is a leader you can find somebody that's you know, very no-nonsense as a leader. But to me, the type of people I like to follow or, or have as my leaders and, and, and leadership positions, 
are people that just have genuine character. It's like, yeah, they might have to get after you, but you know it's in a good way. You know, yeah, they might be forceful or they might, you know, have ways they want to do things, but they'll also listen. You know, they're just genuine people, genuine character, meaning like they care. They care about people. They care about the situation. They they know that there's not always one way to do things. They're they're link. They're willing to listen to your why, and that that also brings me to somebody that I didn't talk about off the top, and that's Chris Spielman. Chris Spielman is in that leadership group as well. They brought him in out of the booth. This is a guy that loves the Lions. He loves football, and I feel like he's been a great, you know just a great voice in that room of a guy that gosh he's passionate man does he love and man is he willing to be as he said i want to be a servant i want to do what's needed of me to see this team and this organization headed in the right direction and that's what i'm talking about about genuine character like i don't see chris bielman doing this for a paycheck i don't see him back there trying to twist uh, pull strings like a puppet master and get you know, Rod Wood to do this to make him look better or to get the bottom line better or to get him in some higher position. I don't see him undermining Brad Holmes. I don't see Brad Holmes and him fighting it out, really. I see them all rowing in one direction for the Detroit Lions, and that's that's straight-up genuine character right there. So um, I, I think there's a sense of humility that comes with that and everybody in the NFL as well as almost everybody in pro sports and what I've seen too almost everybody in the business world has ego you know you have a sense of value in yourself a little bit of who you think you are versus who other people kind of where they put you on the pecking order and like I said there's something in that in everybody I think now it depends how you play it out you know does your ego make you always have to be right is your ego trying to step on the next guy to get ahead of you is your ego so big that you can't function in a team setting or do you have an ego but also a sense of humility where it's like yeah, I want to be the best. Yeah, I want to lead this organization. But I'm not going to let my ego, my sense of self get in the way of the bigger goals. And I feel like Brad Holmes, Dan freaking Campbell, Chris Spielman, they've all said that if you go back and listen to different interviews, that they're not going to allow ego in the building. I also saw a quote recently where they said, everybody that we bring in to Allen Park and the Detroit Lions is – a Detroit Lions guy. It's not a a Brad Holmes favorite. It's not a Dan Campbell guy. It's not a Chris Spielman, you know, only type of player. Now, you saw in the draft process, I remember when they did the little conference call, like Brad Holmes was great sitting there going like, hey, Ragnar, talk about this guy. Or, you know, he, he would throw um, Lance Newmark, a bunch of guys. He had some input on players. Hey, Chris Spielman, talk about Derek Barnes for me. Like, I think that he likes giving that credit or giving people that sense of, like, you had a hand in this or, yeah, this might have been something that you were integral in. But it doesn't mean that Chris Spielman went in and was like, we're taking Derek Barnes. He's he's my guy or else. You know, it was like everybody agreed. Like, hey, Derek Barnes is a great football player. We want to have him. And they went out and got him. So I think that takes humility. That takes a sense of um, that character that I talked about as well as another thing I put on my list here, which is being a team guy. Now, do I like some of the flashy, flamboyant 
stud alpha males that are out there in pro sports, whether it be Jordan back in his day, Kobe, Odell, um, you know, some of these guys that, yeah, they may rib, rib you the wrong way and they may seem like they're all about themselves. Yeah, I, I find that entertaining and I enjoy those type of premier type talents at, in different sports and in different positions. But, I mean, there's definitely something to be said, too, about the team guy that also is just a premier player, a guy that is a team guy, will say all the right things, but also gets his job done at a high level, holds other people accountable, and if he's got to smash a water uh, you know, jug or two or, or break a chair over a chalkboard, he'll do so. You know, so a team guy, humble spirit, and a genuine character doesn't mean that you can't flip out from time to time to try to get results or try to motivate your guys. And But, yeah, being a team guy, putting the team, the organization over yourself is important. With that same thing, like if you just have a premier talent and he's a little bit of a div, like, like I think you can have those in organizations as well and still succeed. Like Michael Jordan ran down a lot of people and, and kind of, you know, was very tough to deal with, but he was also the greatest player of all time, basically in any sport, in my opinion. So, you know, I don't think he didn't have a genuine spirit or wasn't humble in some ways, but, and he was about the team. He knew he needed his players around him to help him win. But at the end of the day too, hey, give me the ball, get out of the way type of thing. So you can relate that to football as well. Um, You know, in relation to players, I put play and production. I feel like some of these team guys or humble spirits or, or guys that have really good character, like if you don't show up on Sundays and you don't produce, it's sort of hard for people to get to follow you regardless. You know, there are some of those just meat and potatoes, low roster guys where, you know, Steve Taskers you'll hear about back in the day before I even watched a game of football or, you know, you hear about these guys today. They're just like, man, that guy, that guy that's a leader on our team. You're like, but this dude's never made a play ever. Like, what's he do? Run down on kicks? I mean, what's he, the long snapper? Like, you know, so you'll hear about that sometimes. But usually, you know, your play and your production makes you a leader. Like, if you're a top five at your position, you're just a straight-up leader almost even if you don't want to be. Just because of how you play the game, people are going to look to you for, hey, what do we do next or what should we do here? Or, man, you could, we need a play from you right now. Um and, and there's also players, you know, you saw it with Calvin, you saw it a little bit with, with Sue, Barry, you know, some of the guys that line, Stafford even, like, even if they're great and even if they're supposed to be the leader, like, these guys shy away from it. Like, some guys can put up their production and you may want them to be the leader, but if it's just not in them, you really can't force it, you know. It's easy to see some, when somebody's being phony, they get up there and start pounding the table, you need to do this or, you know, this is this is what we need to do as a team, and you're just thinking... I mean, this guy. This guy practiced this speech, or what? This isn't his character. This isn't who he naturally is. So, you do have to be your natural self. But you know, like I say, when you're the quarterback or when you're the top guy and you're paid thirty million bucks, I think that you do need to go out of your way to to find a way to be a leader. And one way to do that, which I feel like a lot of players have done in the National Football League, is there's something about being fun, being funny. You know, I think a lot of guys that are leaders are the jokesters of the locker room or people that, like, have a personality where, man, like, not much bothers them and they're out to put a smile on your face every day or crack a joke or, you know, put their um, 
I don't know, just be a, a very personable person that I think those are kind of a lot of times where you'll see leaders are just people that are the life of the party, the main centerpiece of the room. They don't mind having everybody looking at them. And, uh, and like I say, sometimes that comes with just being, especially in sports, a funny guy. I mean, you know, I've, I'm very quiet, but like my friends that know me really well, there's nothing I like more than sitting around just cracking jokes and laughing, you know, with each other. So I think that there's something to be said with that. Um, it's a way to really get to know people. It's a way to have your guard down of just like, oh man, I thought this guy was some big, hard, no nonsense leader. And here he is sitting around just cracking jokes like a normal guy with me. Like, that's pretty fun. You know, that'll ingratiate you if you're a boss at work or, you know, you're a, a person trying to get to know um, somebody in your life, uh, relationship, whatever it may be. It's kind of like if you can crack jokes and make people laugh and, and be fun to be around, you know, that that makes that's a leadership quality. I think that a lot of them have as well. And then when you come to kind of like your years of service, you know, not many rookies come right on the scene and are drop dead leaders from day one. So if you're a vet, if you've been in the league a few years, you got yourself a track record. You've got a rep, whether it be like on the team or some guys who do a lot of work in the community, like the young cats, as well as people in general, they just look to you for leadership based on, hey, man, you've been there, done that. Like you've you're older than me, so I'm going to respect you regardless, you know, and I, I think that that sort of comes with the territory even with me. Like I look to my elders, I look to people that have been there, been in my situation more than I have and say, show me the ropes like tell me what you know like uh, i'm gonna follow you i'm not gonna just knock you out of the way and get to the front of the line but there's the other side of the coin where sometimes you got people that are trying to tell you what what how it worked 20 30 years ago and the world's a different place now so sometimes you have to put those people and say hey like i respect your your history and i respect you know what you've done but have you ever thought about doing it this way or maybe we should change it up and try to get a different result or you know, motivate our team or our company or whatever by doing it, uh, thinking outside the box. You know, there's nothing wrong with that as well. So I think those are some of the characteristics I looked for um, just in general. Again, broad strokes. And like I say, everybody's different. I'm much more of a guy that likes to be part of a team, creative thinker, wants to tell you my why, where I've definitely been around people that are, it's my way or the highway. You follow me. I'm the big dog in the room. I'm going to make the most money. I'm going to get all the accolades. I'm going to talk to the president every chance I get to try to move up the ladder. You've seen those pro sports guys where you're like, man, like, I know that guy thinks he's the leader of the team, but (laughs) he's just not, you know, or he's just not a natural leader or he's being phony. You know, you can definitely see that from a mile away as well. So let's get into the players. Like, I know I've I've taken you, we've, we've gone about 20, 30 minutes here. Let's go ahead and get into the players on the Detroit Lions that I think are our leaders right now and, and possibly in the future. So the first name I wrote down, it's kind of crazy because this guy hasn't played it down yet for the Detroit Lions. He's been in the league a little bit. He's not a guy that I would have wrote down as like a, a must-have football player or a dominant player at this point in his career in certain ways you know not a flashy guy but Michael Brockers is the first guy I wrote down for the 2020 Detroit Lions as a leader I feel like he's a very no-nonsense good guy productive early in his career still a very solid 
you know player when it comes to physicality as well as he has some of the, just the traits you look for in a leader he's very um I don't know everything I've heard about him and seen since they traded for him. It's just like, man, I really, I really think the Lions need a guy like this. I don't think he's over the hill. I think he's got two to four years of really good football left. I think he's at a position the Lions needed, which is a interior three technique, you know, defensive end, defensive tackle type player. I think he's long. He's going to be able to make some plays, and I think people are going to rally around him. I think he's going to be the guy um, potentially in some of these huddles, whooping up the team and and you know, dropping some F-bombs and saying what he needs to say to get these guys going. So Michael Brockers, I think they brought him here for his leadership, for his play on the field, and to say this is one of our guys right now. This is one of our team captains um, based on what Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell are looking for. The next guy I kind of had on my list, again, these aren't in straight-up order, but Taylor Decker I wrote down. Taylor Decker, since he's been drafted, he started from day one. He's really gained the the I don't know just the respect I want to say of the of the locker room I feel like he's creeped his way up in the last couple years he's been very vocal saying like I'm I'm the guy in the offensive line room you know I I'm the man as well as I I try to play like the man and I also want to be that guy that the young guys and even the the newer players can come to and ask questions and and be accountable and all that kind of stuff. So I I don't know where Taylor Decker falls in the vocal side of things. I don't know if he really gets after people in the film room or on the practice field or if he just, like, holds you accountable by what he does and how he carries himself. But, hey, he's paid by the Detroit Lions. He was a big part of the whole we won't be silent last year. came out and spoke very genuinely. Players really seem to like him. I, I think he's, you know, people will say, like, oh, he's not a top you know, five, eight, ten tackle in the league. Hey, he he he's holding his own at left tackle day after day, not missing games, being very consistent in my opinion. And I'm always willing to not only pay those type of players, but willing to put them in spots of leadership. I think it's very important. So Taylor Decker was top of my list. Can keep doing what he's doing, and I think the players will keep turning to him and saying, "Man, this is a." You know, he, he basically will be a Detroit Lion for either his full or majority of his career, which, again, adds to your leadership swag as well. The next guy on my list is Jared Goff. Jared Goff, to me, it doesn't matter if he wants to be or if he's a ideal fit. There are times when I look at him and I'm kind of like, eh. He might kind of be like Stafford where he might shrug off some of the leadership or might be the more quiet guy, just sort of confident, but also not the guy you totally turn to. But I had him on my list because he's the quarterback, and he's says he's coming here motivated. He kind of got pushed out the door in L.A. I think that he should come here and he should galvanize the team. He's been doing a lot of workouts with people. I think he's a guy that has enough talent and has won playoff games. He got to a Super Bowl. He has all those credentials that should make him a leader. He seems very not only genuine, but, man, I just love his confidence. Like, every interview it felt like – and it wasn't the ho-hum confidence that Stafford had where everything was, um, well, um, It was like they would ask him a question. He'd be like, yeah, I, I can't wait to get out there. I think our offense could be productive, and he'd give reasons why, and then he would just – he'd sell everything high, and you made you feel like – this guy believes it you know this isn't lip service that's the way I felt at least when I listened to him so we'll see if he proves that right or wrong or if he comes out and it's like oh man this is a 
West Coast guy that's now trying to play in in you know the NFC North and he just can't cut it. But I think he's got to be a leader both on and off the field. And I think when you're the quarterback, and I'm looking forward to seeing if he can be that. And I'm I'm, I'm definitely rooting for him. There's no doubt. Number 16, that's my quarterback now. I know all you guys love number nine, and I still respect him and hope he does well also. But number 16, Jared Goff's our quarterback, a leader, and uh, hopefully you know has captain type qualities here on this on this football team. Let's see who else I got on my list. Um, Trey Flowers to me, you know, he might only be in Detroit for another year or two at most. He makes eighteen million dollars. He's a very, um, gosh, he's kind of a, I don't know. Now that I think about it, like Trey Flowers on the surface, when it comes to his body type, his no-nonsense mentality, the fact that he got paid, the fact that he has been decently productive in the NFL makes him fall into that leader. But, like, to be honest, every time I've seen an interview now I think about it, he tries to – he's almost, like, too cool for me. Like, as far as – I could see guys in the locker room being like, man, Trey, you're always trying to just be too quiet and too cool. Like, we need you to – to be a DAWG right now. We need a dog out of you. And like his interviews just come across like, oh man, just like hanging, you know, trying my best. And it's like answers like that. It's like, I don't know that that cuts it. So I'm a, I'm going to cut him off my, my leadership list on it right here. I know that he is kind of a locker room leader as from what I've heard, as well as, you know, gets the respect of the guys. But again, me giving my leaders and thinking that he might not be here that much longer based on his, his, you know, the zeros at the end of his paycheck, plenty of zeros. Um, I'm going to leave him off my list. Tracy Walker, like, surprised me the other day. He did an interview, and he kind of said, man, everybody loves me. <laughs> Just, like, it sounded so weird the way he said it. But the, what I think he meant is that he finally gets to be Tracy Walker's genuine self. He was having to be a fake kind of less of a guy than he wanted to be in the Patricia regime. And he was saying, like, man, everybody – Everybody loves being around me, and I got the respect of these guys, and and they look to me. And I was kind of like, all right, cool, man, because I need you to play better. And I also would love you to be a leader back on safety position because he said everything starts with them when it comes to making the calls and being dynamic um, on the field. So if you're going to be a leader back there, I need you to be a leader in the locker room. And even though he said it funny, or he's just like, man, I think everybody loves me. Everybody loves being around me. Was like, hey, man, if you're saying that and, and he believes he's his true self and he's looking to have a big time year, yeah, I'm going to kind of put Tracy as one of my potential leaders of this football team. I think he has some of those qualities. And I think that he took a couple steps back the last year or two. And I think he could take a couple leaps forward here in this year. And hopefully if they keep him around. So we'll see what he does. I think when you're looking at the wide receiver position, I think Tyrell Williams has some leadership qualities. This is a guy that's now a vet in the game. He's coming off some injuries. But looking at their roster, to me it's between Tyrell Williams or the rookie. I could see St. Brown being no-nonsense leader that people are just like, damn, this guy's serious. This guy gets it. He's intense. I could see people like quickly being like, hey, St. Brown, like – you jump in the huddle, man. Let, 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 get us height. Let's get going. Um, just, I don't know if he has that, like, almost Golden Tate, Nate Burleson-type vocal, but I just see him being so no-nonsense, all business, that he could be a leader type. But Tyrell might surprise you. It's kind of like that vet leader. I've even warmed up to the fact that I could see Tyrell being the number one on this team and being kind of a, 
a fun fantasy football player as well as a guy that next thing you know it's like man he looks like a a very you know less expensive Kenny uh, Marvin Mix you know I could see that out of Tyrell and and I think if he does that and uh, is a leader on and off the field people might look to him as well at the receiver position this this is one everybody's going to hate but I got to fit it in here before I close up the show Will Harris I said it when he was drafted that I felt like he had captain mentalities. He's played very poor out on the football field when it comes to coverage. They finally cut him loose a few games. He seemed to make a few plays. I don't know that he has the swagger with the locker room, but I do think that he has natural leadership qualities. It's going to come down to him finding that production and finding that sense of playmaking where people will be like, all right, excuse me, I see Will Harris out there balling. And I already liked the way that he spoke in the locker room and the way that he studies in the film room. And now his game is starting to come to the next level. If he can kick his game up and actually be a above average, even an average safety this next year where it's like he's jumping off the tape sometimes or he's, I don't know, there's something about Will Harris where I see leadership and I see a, a guy that if he can put it together on the field, he could take a real big leap. That's what I'm hoping. The other side is he could just again be a mess in this new scheme and be off this roster you know i could see either way to be honest but will harris made my list leadership a guy that might be a leader on this team and let's see i put quentin dunbar as well when you're looking at the corners i couldn't give it to okuda couldn't give it to my boy ao couldn't give it to some of the other young guys i had i was like quentin dunbar's in his career where he might be that og he's wearing the number one he might be that leader that people are like hey q you know what do we got to do? Like, lead us out here from, from a DB perspective on the back end. We'll see. I haven't heard much from him. I haven't seen him out on the football field yet. And like I said, when I was looking around at this Lions roster, I was like, can I get DeAndre Swift on this list? No, to me, he's very humble and a very good guy, but I didn't see him as a, a vocal leader by any means or a guy that's going to just be in the in the middle barking and getting people to follow him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, ball player, real fun personality. Don't know that I see a, a dog type uh, alpha leader, but I, he has alpha qualities. Let's put it that way, both on his play and his personality. But I don't know that he'll be ever a captain on this team or be a guy that people are like, "Hey, TJ, like get up in front of the team and give like an impassioned speech." I mean, he may bust something in the locker room, or he may be the guy that everybody looks to for the jokes that I mentioned earlier. But um, I just don't know if I see that in him. And like I said, Decker on the offensive line. Fred Gregg now got paid, but I think Frank's a more just quiet, no nonsense. I hear he's pretty funny, but I don't know. He could be a leader. He could not be. I'm, I'm not sure. Penny Sewell might have some leadership qualities based on the interviews I've seen where it's just like he's pretty passionate and whatever. Um, but you look around the roster, there's not a, a ton of just leaders at the middle linebacker position or the deep safety or edge rusher on the offensive side of the ball. You know, even Jared Goff, he's not a he's not a Tom Brady type leader by any means or a guy that's just going to dominate and, and expect the best and hold everybody to the absolute highest. But, hey, like I said, your, your play speaks as well as – this, these guys have a great opportunity to become leaders on a team like this that's young, it's growing, and that has upside. So we'll see what they do. Like I said, I started off the top talking about Benny Blades. I'll end it with, hey, I, I don't see a Benny Blades really on this roster, but the Lions, if they could find a guy or two like him that were hard-hitting, put the fear of God in the other team, 
genuine off the field, also had personality and swag, were funny, were a guy. Like, I, the first time I talked to Benny Blades, I was like, man, this guy is freaking Benny Blades, but I could talk to this guy. I can ruffle him up. I can um, <laughs> have fun with him. He's genuine. He was always real kind to me, both on and off the air, and we had a lot of fun. So, like I said, I saw his leadership and his alpha mentality from day one, and the Lions need to find a couple of guys like that. Or Hopefully by the end of the season, I'll be like, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy are dogs. D-A-W-G-S, mark it down. Future captains, I didn't mention Derek Barnes, but you guys have heard me talk about him before. I need to see him a little bit, but I'm hoping he can be one of those where by next year I'm like, there it is. There's... There's one of our leaders of this football team, Derek Barnes, number 55, right in the middle of the defense, making all the calls. You know, good guy, but also gets crazy on Sundays and is a guy that everybody looks to. So we'll see what happens. I mean, leadership's very important. So Dan freaking Campbell, Brad Holmes, some of the players I mentioned, Sheila Ford-Hamp leading at the ownership position, like all those things can help move this team forward and get them quantum leaps forward where they have been, which is muddling with lackluster leaders, trying to go after these kind of wimpy skill positions, not adding beef in the middle like they have this year in the draft, not you know getting those core foundations right on the team before they go after the fringe pieces that they look for. All starts with leadership and team building, and I think the Lions have it. So, everybody, there you go. That's Believe in Lions for this week. Again, thank you so much for listening. Please catch me next week right here on the show, and I I got to say it again. Thank you so much, betonline.ag, for being the sponsor of the show and for sponsoring the podcast. So, everybody, I'll catch you next week right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Take care, everybody. I'm out. I believe, I believe, I believe. Say it with me. I love the Lions. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.